0: Let's pray this morning. Father, we know that's true. Help us to absolutely not just hear it, but believe it, claim it, to take hold of it, and to trust that because you are our God, nothing can stand against. Lord, we know we're going to face struggles. We know we're going to face challenges. We know we're going to have issues. But we need to know above everything that you are God, you are Lord, you are Master, and you have already defeated death, and your promise to us every single day is life. So come and fill this room. Touch each one of us this morning, that we cannot just hear about you, but we can live a life that believes and trusts and knows that you are God. And nothing can stand against us. And nothing can take us from you. Help us to walk in your promises confident. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Go and have a seat this morning. All right, well, we're in our series, Wild Women, uh, Summer, because, yes, it's still summer, contrary to how cold and gray it is out there today. It's still summer. We've got a, another one left. Uh, in the series, but just give you a heads up. Uh, coming on kickoff Sunday, I hope you've got that all on your schedule. You got party in the park on Saturday, kickoff Sunday uh, on the 13th, and uh, I think that's actually kickoff Sunday because there's a there's a football game that day, right? Isn't there, Bob? That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's a football game that day, and uh, some of you may know about it. Um, we won't talk about it anyway. Um, but anyway, kickoff Sunday, we kick off a new series uh, that, that day too, I Am Christ Church. It's going to be an awesome series. Wear your shirts, go find those shirts, you know those shirts, right? I Am Christ Church, find those shirts, wear them for those four Sundays during that series. Yes, I know that means you have to do laundry, but you can do that. Just get those shirts out, wear them. And we're going to talk about core principles of what it means to be not just Christ Church as a group, but individually. Okay? So I'm excited for that series. But for today, we're at Wild Wind of, Women of, of Summer. And, you know, up until now, we've uh, pretty much talked about, you know, some specific women, and we've been able to tell you all about them, pretty much. And, uh, you know, last week we talked about Bathsheba and everything went on with that. Uh, Today we have the interesting experience of talking about uh, a woman, significant woman, uh, in the Scripture. But the challenge is, we don't even know this woman's name, right? I mean, how'd you like that? You go down in scripture, people talk about you for 2,000 years, and they don't even know your name. All we know about the woman is she's a woman with an issue. That's all we know. She's a woman with an issue. But think about that for a minute. That shouldn't surprise us so much, really, because in even our culture today, in contemporary reality, we know a lot of people by name, but we know them even more quite often by their issues. So you're walking down the aisle in the grocery store or at Target, or wherever you go, and you see that person at a distance at the other end of the aisle, and what immediately clicks through your head? You think about not just their name, but you say, oh, no. And why do you say that? Because you know their issues. (laughs) You say, oh my, oh, there's so-and-so and she has issues, right? We know people, not just by their name, but we know people by their issues. This woman is absolutely no different. She is... Like the rest of us, because you know those other people at the end of the aisle—they're looking at you and saying, "Okay, you know what they're saying. That's right. Come on, be humble, right?" So here's the deal: we get into Mark 5. So if you got your uh, got your Bible app open and you got your scripture with you, we're going to be in Mark 5 today. Uh, the story's also with Luke, but we're going to we're going to stay in Mark 5. Okay. And here's what we get right away. It says, in the crowd was a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. That's her issue, okay? That was her issue. Uh, And the observation that we get right away from this is to understand how powerful issues are in our life. That issues can define us, they can imprison us, and they can decimate us, okay? They define us, imprison us, and decimate us, right? This woman, we don't know anything else about her, really, right? It's all centered around her issue. How powerful are the issues in our life? Those issues can take hold of us, and they can actually drive our thoughts and our actions. Issues can take hold of us and define who we are so that when people look at us they don't think of our name and they don't think of Jesus's name they think about the issue that's this woman this woman is captured by her issue and her issue is she's been bleeding for 12 years that means she's had her cycle on an ongoing basis ...for 4,380 days. Women, are you excited about that one? Guys, are you excited about living with that one? <laughs> right, let's get real. It's relevant. Okay? I mean, seriously, this woman is captured and defined by this issue. And, and she's not just captured and defined because she has to live with the issue... ...and deal with the physical realities of that issue... But her whole life is consumed by the issue. Wherever she goes, she is an outcast because of this issue. She is declared by Old Testament law unclean. That means she can't touch anybody. She can't embrace anyone. If she's a wife... She cannot have normal relationships with her husband. If she's a mother, she cannot embrace her children. She is absolutely an outcast because of this issue. When she walks in the community, she has to walk around in the community and loudly and audibly she has to declare, unclean, 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 so that nobody comes near her and everybody scatters when they see her. When she's at the other end of the aisle, people turn around and go the other way. She is an absolute social outcast. And it's all because of the issue. The issue. The issue has defined her and the issue has imprisoned her. And that's what issues can do. Issues can be that powerful in our life that they take hold of our life and they define us and they imprison us. And they also can decimate us. If you look at this woman, it says she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything that she had to pay for them, but she had just gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten what? Even worse. Right? Even worse. So this woman is absolutely financially decimated by her issue. It's defined her, it's imprisoned her, and it's financially decimated her. That's what issues do. That's what issues do, that we allow to continue to exist in our lives and in our relationships. Issues can become that powerful. The trouble for us, as for this woman, it's easy to avoid seeking the ultimate answer to our issues. We we recognize issues, but are you ready to deal with them? I mean, is there anybody, don't raise your hand, is there anybody in the room that doesn't have an issue going on in their life right now? The, The question is not whether you have an issue, the question is Are you ready to face the issue in a way that can heal it and solve it? Or are you continuing to avoid it? And our culture is set up to avoid it. Everything's set up to go ahead and avoid the issues. So it is with this woman. She's set up to avoid the issue. She's tried everything else, right? It says she's gone to many doctors. Nothing against doctors. Nothing against medication, nothing against therapy. Do not misunderstand me this morning. Those are all good, right? You heard that, right? Those are all good. The trouble in our culture today is that there's also multiple ways for just avoiding the issue. Using multiple avenues and multiple excuses and multiple kinds of ways to travel that simply take us down a road that cannot solve the issue and only often medicate it. And we avoid the issue. And we avoid the real answer to the issue. Issues are profound. They can decimate us, imprison us, and define us. And when we let them loose, when we avoid them, they can take control of our lives. So with this woman, her life is in that particular place. And I would suspect that in the room today, there's something like that. Some of you folks are in the same place. If nothing else, you know somebody in your family who's in that same place. That You've been avoiding the issues. You've been avoiding the real answer. You've been trying everything else. You've been saying this can do it or that. Nothing works. So this woman... This woman, it says, she heard about Jesus. The woman had heard about Jesus. What do you suppose she heard? What do you think she heard? She heard about, that's all we get. Didn't, not what? All we get is she heard about Jesus. What did she hear? Did she hear, because some people were talking loudly, because she can't get close to him, she can't be in conversation with him, did she hear some gossip going around the community, some people gathered together talking about the latest miracle that Jesus did, or that, that he took some mud one day and he put it on this blind guy's eyes and the blind eye could finally see? I mean, did she hear that he was like this great rabbi and had this profound ability to teach with authority? I mean, what what did she hear? We do not know what she heard. All we know is whatever she heard was enough to move her to determined action in the face of her issue. So here's my question. What have you heard? What have you heard about Jesus? If you're a non-believer in the crowd today, what have you heard about Jesus? What, what have you heard that would make any difference in your life as you look at the issues that you face? Or, or if you're a believer in the crowd, what, what have you heard about Jesus? What, what have you heard to the point that you are willing to say absolutely yes I've heard enough to know that my life needs to be determined and in the steps of action that says Jesus is in control. This woman heard about Jesus, and she was willing to take determined action. It says, the woman heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him in the crowd, and she barely touched his clothes, and she had said to herself, if I can just touch his clothes, I will get well. Determined action. She heard enough. And she was ready to step in and take the risk. She heard enough. And she was ready to determine to say this. I've got to take this step in my life. Are you at that place with your issues? Are you ready to take the step to show up and go to celebrate recovery here at Christ Church? Because you've got issues that are out of control in your life? Or are you just going to hear that that's an avenue that could possibly give you some help? Are you ready to just hear it and believe it and step into it and understand there is a way to deal with your issues? The woman heard about Jesus and she made determined action and said, I am stepping into and I am gonna do the at least come up behind him and try to touch him. I had a non-believer struggling with issues, right? And, and one of the issues was, you know, those multiple issues, you know, like how can God allow suffering and all this? And so I gave him the, the God Questions book that we, we use a lot around here. Gave him the God Questions book and said, here, read this and then we'll talk again. We haven't talked since I gave him the book. You know why? He hasn't read it. He hasn't read it. Why hasn't he read it? Because he's heard about Jesus. But he hasn't determined that the best action in his life can be to actually take the risk of reaching out and touching him. How many people, how many issues, how many times have you heard about Jesus, but still aren't at that place where you're ready to just take the determined action and give him a chance? Just give him a chance. The woman gives him a chance. Notice it says she comes up behind him. She, she doesn't confront him face to face. She just wants to touch just the, the smallest part of his garment, right? She just, the smallest entry point. That, that's all you need to give him. Just, just give him a chance. Just give him the smallest entry point. You know, get determined action to give him the opportunity. That's what she does, she gives him the opportunity. And all of this is taking place within the context of a bigger story in Scripture, in Mark. It's a bigger story going on, not with just this woman, but it's within the context of a story where an important synagogue leader named Jairus has come to Jesus and said, listen, my 12-year-old daughter is dying. I need you to come to my house. And Jesus says, absolutely, I'll respond to that issue. I'll step into that issue in your life. And so he's on his way to Jairus' house when this woman in the crowd, right? Now, remember, she's in the crowd. The crowd is pressing against Jesus. So what's going on? Here's a woman who's supposed to be walking around saying what? unclean, unclean, and she is risking everything. She's violating every rule and law, and she's stepping into the crowd and bumping into all kinds of people because she's had enough with her issues, and she says, I'm determined to give Jesus a chance. And Jesus stops everything, stops everything for the sake of this woman as soon as she touched him, her bleeding stopped, and she knew she was well. And at that moment, Jesus felt power go out from him, and he turned to the crowd, and he asked, who touched my clothes? Now, there's an important thing you need to know in Scripture. Whenever Jesus asks a question like this, or whenever the Father asks a question like this, you've got to remember who's asking the question, okay? So who's asking this question? Jesus. Jesus is divine. Jesus Knows the answer to the question, right? It's like when God came to Adam and Eve, you know, remember the Adam and Eve story, right? And of course, they're hiding in the bushes because they did something wrong, had an issue, did something wrong, and God comes along and says, what, Adam, Eve, where are you? As if I don't know, (laughs) right? Jesus, who touched me? As if he didn't know. But why would he do that? Why, why would he interrupt absolutely everything? Why would he stop on his important mission to respond to an important guy, Jairus? Why would he stop when there's a 12-year-old girl who is dying because some woman with an issue touched him? And why would he ask the question, who did that? Who touched me? because Jesus wants not just you to touch and give him a chance. He wants you to give him the opportunity of relationship. Did you hear that? He doesn't want you just a little bit of him. I mean, I mean when, when you when you give Jesus a chance, he's all in. Right? I mean it is not just oh little touch, okay, bye. See you with the next issue. I mean he's all in. He's he's all committed. And so he's all committed to this woman. She is not an interruption to the experience. She's not an interruption to his life. He is absolutely all in and says, I want to know who she is. And so his disciples, they, they hear it and they hear the question, and they look at all the people and say, Listen, Jesus, you've got to be kidding me, man. Look at all these people crowding around you. How can you ask who touched you? But Jesus turned to see who had touched him. He will not move, he's not going to give up until he gets into something deeper with this woman. All that's happening while Jairus' daughter's... Can you imagine what Jairus is thinking right now? Put yourself in his shoes. His 12-year-old daughter is dying. Jesus is stopped because somebody touched him in a crowd that's bumping all over against him? Uh, Jesus, could we kind of get going here? Is it really that important? And Jesus' answer is, yeah. Yeah. See, whatever your issue is, it's that important. Whatever your issue is, it's that important to him. Because your issue can be the entryway to understanding what it means to completely have your life change when you get into relationship with Jesus. So the woman knew what had happened to her. She came shaking with fear and knelt down in front of Jesus. Then she told him, What? The whole story. What did she have to do? She had to be willing to just say, Jesus, you get all of me. All of me. Everything. Every issue. Every fault. Every failure. Every brokenness. Jesus you get all of me and that's exactly what he wanted it's exactly I mean she's shaking in fear why is she shaking in fear think about it because if Jesus would have been a normal rabbi if he would have been a normal Jewish teacher he would have stopped and asked the question because he wanted to know who is the imbecile that just made him unclean it's not what he was worried about He's not worried about what your issue is. He's not worried about how difficult it is. He's not worried about how shameful it is. He's not worried about how challenging it is. He just wants to be in it, in absolute relationship with you for the whole story, the whole way. That's the way he works because he was willing to give up his whole life. And for this woman, what did it mean? She was now redefined, she was set free, and she had a new purpose. It goes like this. And Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is what? Wow. Can you imagine 4,380 days and finally somebody looks at her and says, daughter. It's the only time in the Bible where he refers to somebody this intimately with that term daughter. She's been an outcast. She's not been touched. She's not been held close. She's had no tenderness in her life. And here is Jesus absolutely redefining her and saying, listen, that's not you anymore. This is who you are, daughter. This is who you are. This is what defines your life, daughter. And he sets her free. Immediately, she is healed. He sets her free, and he says, listen, this is who you are. You are now made well. You can go in peace. Your future is absolutely different. Why? Because your suffering is absolutely kaput. It's over. So here's the question. Are you ready to just give Jesus a chance? Complete chance. I, I just to, to reach out and touch what he can do for your life. I, are you ready to let him redefine you, set you free, and get your life in a new place on purpose? Are you ready for the determined action? to be able to say, Jesus, you are. I've heard about you. You're the one. You're the answer. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much that you are unafraid to enter into the most difficult places of our life. And you don't look at us and see our issues and stay away. But you look at us and you enter in. Father, today we, we just want to be like this woman. Even though we don't know her name, we know her. And in this moment, Lord, we ask let us touch you. Let us touch you your strength, your forgiveness, your grace, your love. Look upon us in this moment and speak to us and redefine us and call us daughter or call us son. And from this moment forward, help us to to give you the whole story, everything in our life, not just a small sliver, but the whole story so that our lives can be what you want them to be. Lord, thank you. Thank you for who you are and what you are. So empower us now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.